Welcome to the Drunk Guys Book Club, where books aren't just for school, where book clubs aren't just for women, and all play and no beer makes Jack a dull boy. I'm Mike. I'm Nate. I'm Jimmy. And we're the Drunk Guys, and this week we are reading The Shining by Stephen King, and starting with a book. It's called 90 Days Dry Aged Stout by Evil Twin Brewing Company. It's a milk stout brewed with dry aged malt. Do you know you just said, and we're starting with a book? Fuck. <laughs> We're not drunk yet. No. We're also <laughs> starting... beer of the day. We're starting with a book and a beer. We are technically starting with a book. Fuck. I mean, we, we do every time. We could edit that if you want to. No, I'm no, leaving it in. <laughs> leaving that in. So this is a sort of... stout. I think it's 8% alcohol. 7 or 8. Oh, 9. Okay. Sweet. There's not... I never see stouts that are like 7. They're Maybe that's because I don't waste anymore. my time. Yeah, exactly. There are two others, like also 120 day and 180 day. Is this like their version of the minute? It's sort of like that, but and they get bigger and bigger. But I've never seen the other two, so I bought a, I bought this, and we were looking for something to use. And in the book, Jack Torrance is uh, right, his name Jack Torrance. Yes, they, yes. they are going to watch the Overlook Hotel for the winter, and winter is about 90 days. So there you go. Also, he is a recovering alcoholic, and he hasn't been drinking in some amount of days, and so he's uh, that many days dry. There you go. It has like a kind of dry Irish stout vibe going on. I don't like this. Uh, it's kind of thin, and for a nine percent stout, it's kind of kind of uh, wimpy tasting. A little bit, yeah. I mean, it's uh, it's a it's little still it's okay. a little wimpy, but uh, there's a weird there's a weird flavor I don't like. Well, the dry aged stout, the dry aged malt thing is weird. That's not a. I mean, I don't know. I don't think that's a very common thing to do. So I have no idea. Could be a bit of a gimmick. Um, so the shining, yeah, starts off with a. There's a there's a very famous movie which is quite different than the fil- the book in many ways, many many ways. And um, but this is also one of Stephen King's quote unquote best books. I believe it's in the thousand one books you should read before you die kind of list uh, thing. But I'd say it's one of his best. It's definitely one of his most well known. Yeah, if only because of the movie. Even if, you know it's so well known that even Joey on Friends read it. <laughs> He would. It was an episode where he reads The Shining, but he gets scared, so he has to put it in the freezer because Joey's, you know, an idiot. Special, yeah. a word that you were allowed to say in the '90s, but you can't say anymore. I recently rewatched it, and I was like, "Wow, this is just nonstop gay jokes." <laughs> yeah, like, and uh, I was like, "Huh, you looked at a dude, you're gay or something?" Like, yeah. <laughs> yes, <laughs> that's gay. So, uh, yeah, the bo- movie, the book, rather, starts, and uh, he's being interviewed by the, um, for the job of being the caretaker, right? Yeah. The winter mm-hmm. caretaker. They, need, they decided they need a winter caretaker because... At the uh, Overlook Hotel yes. in Colorado. Sunny Colorado. Because so, yeah, it's, in, it's in the burn. mountains, because it's like a resort for the rich and powerful, and in the winter, it gets snowed in, and no one can get to there but they can't just abandon it because all the pipes would explode. So they need someone there to like maintain it and like check the boiler, make sure it doesn't explode, foreshadowing. It's really heavy-handed. Yeah. Extre- and then it's like... You have the- one job, sir. Make sure the boiler doesn't explode. But it's also for what's going to happen to Jack himself as he goes stir-crazy. Does he go boiling hot? Well, like it builds up and he explodes into this rage. And there's also foreshadowing about that when it's like, oh... The helpless female wife character, as all women are helpless in Stephen King books. Though he does feel her up a lot in this. Well, it was the 70s. Yeah. But she's like, oh, it was really upsetting when he broke our son's arm. Hope he doesn't get mad again. Yeah. (laughs) As we're stuck in there alone for three months. Yeah. Yeah. And the last guy that did that killed his family with an axe. Yep. But we'll be fine. You know what? Colorado's boring. They, don't they didn't worry. have legal weed yet. There's no booze in the hotel. That was another because yeah. he's a recovering drunk. If they had weed in the hotel, as they do now, he could have sat there for three months and nothing would have happened. <laughs> he also would have forgotten to check the boiler, though. That would have... <laughs> <laughs> day, day two, that shit's gone. <laughs> All right, so the main characters are really just Jack, his wife, Mrs. Jack, I don't forget her name. Wendy. Wendy, and then mm-hmm. the kid Danny and his... Who's very different from the movie. Perhaps the most different. Well, because he's not as helpless and do- doofy as in the movie. He, like, mm-hmm. talks a lot in this one. In the movie, he just kind of is he's, a creepy little fuck. Yeah, he's weird. Just... Plus the son's imaginary friend, who's he actually a ghost or something. Less, I don't know. Like, ghost kind of thing. What's his but friend's he, name again? Mr. Toby. 
Toby. Danny. Danny. Oh, Danny. No, Danny's the kid. Toby. Isn't it Toby? Something like that. Maybe it's Toby. The boy who lives in his voice who lives inside my mouth. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Kind of like I live in your mom's mouth. Yeah. I mean, you rent. I don't live there. Yeah. Stay there. You know, you have a, you have a summer home in Boca. <laughs> More like Boca and your mom. Okay. So, um, yeah. So they're there, and then it seems really boring. He's like a writer, right? Is he working? He's a on, playwright. He's working on his play. He well, was so he, he would have been, and then there's a lot of backstory about how he was fired from his teaching job at the prep school in Vermont. And they hint a lot, and eventually they tell you, but it's because he freaked out and beat the fuck out of a kid. Yeah. The kid was being a dick. Mm-hmm. He was slashing the man's tires. Yeah. The, the, it's a bit extreme. He's like, and the reason was like, uh, I run the debate team. You can't be on the debate team. Like, why not? Because you have a stutter, and it's a timed speaking event. It's like, that's bullshit. Like, that's a, I mean, that's kind of a legit I th- reason, I guess. Did he really say it like that? Or was it b- 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 bullshit? Yeah, it was more like that. It was more like that, right? <laughs> I don't have a f- fucking stutter. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. You keep telling yourself that, kid. Maybe maybe what he in his mind it was going to be one of those like inspirational things that happen in movies where it's like and and then the kid defies him and goes and there's a training montage and then he becomes the best goddamn fucking debater. He's no, like, he beats him up in the parking lot. I told you to, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I told you to do that so you'd be great. That's <laughs> equally as inspirational. He beats he beats the uh inspiration into him until he passes out and he gets fired. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. He's lucky to only get fired. <laughs> Right? I got to do time for being yeah, a child. Yeah, uh, he. I mean, uh, probably you know, fired and like left the state is like, well, okay, I guess he's gone now. That's kind of what happened. It was the seventies. So he. I mean, hitting your kid was okay. Hitting someone else's kid if you're a teacher was still okay. Yeah. Just not that much. <laughs> yeah, yeah he, just not in the parking lot. Yeah, being doing inside like a decent adult. Do it in the classroom <laughs> like you're supposed to. Make a lesson to the other. You know, like a highly effective teacher. <laughs> Right, so then they're uh, hanging out, and he finds a scrapbook eventually, but I don't remember if there's really anything important before that. I mean, you know, there's the whole thing, ever they get there, and they're oh, the, the tour. Oh, the Scabbing Crothers. They, uh, yeah, Mr. Halloran. Dick Halloran. Dick Halloran. The fact that his name is Dick okay, becomes important later. Oh, yeah. Because he's got a big one. No, actually, <laughs> there's... No, well, we'll talk about it later. Anyway, so... <laughs> I forget uh, why, but yes. During the tour, the family... During the tour on the first day, right, the whole... Uh, the whole hotel is shutting down. Like, everybody is leaving. All the people who normally work there during the season, they're all leaving, and then they're sort of getting a tour. Here the, here's your apartment. Here's all the places in the kitchen. Here's all your food you have. And then the cook who was bringing him on this, who was taking this one the tour, which is sort of a, not elderly, but, you know, middle-aged black gentleman, you know, calls the son, calls the son Danny, calls him Doc. Hey, you like that there, Doc? And he's like, oh, yeah, yeah, that's fine. And then the mother goes, wait, why did you... Call him. How did you know we call him Doc? We don't. We don't say that. Oh, you know, he just he just looks like a Doc. You know, that's just you know, you know. Hey, and then does the Bugs Bunny thing. I don't know, but anyway. So then the parents leave, and then the then Dick Halloran has this conversation with the child with the and says and explains about The Shining, hmm. which I think we should first explain about a beer. So this is not really about that, but it's a, a beer. It's a beer. It's called Reasonably Corrupt, which uh, describes, you know, shit at the hotel. It is a black lager from, um, who makes this? It's a Louisiana company. Great Raft is the brewery. It is from Shreveport Law. Don't really have the highest hopes for this, frankly. <laughs> but the name was great. Yeah. Honestly, it, takes a lot, it tastes a lot like the 90-day dry stout aged out. Just a little more watery. Mm. No, I wouldn't say that. It tastes like tea, actually. It does taste like tea. Oh, it tastes like little, tea. It's a little, a couple months old. Not that old, but yeah. maybe, maybe it's. I mean, it's not like it's not like drinking a glass of tea, but it's got a tea vibe, like a little aftertaste. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. quite thin. I mean, it's a lager, so. I mean. Yeah, maybe maybe it's all right. uh, the hoppiness. I mean, black lagers have uh, honestly never impressed me once, ever. Yeah, they're kind of boring. And I guess someone likes them because people are fucking making them. But yeah, I don't know. Well, we're over two for, so far today on a decent beer. Anyway, that relates so is, to the book because 
Uh, there's, you know, the, the Overlook Hotel has, like, decades of history going all the way back to the 1920s. And there are a lot of, like, not only movie stars has, that stayed there, but also famous gangsters. And there was, at one point, you find out much later in the book, like a murder or one or two guys were killed. A bunch of people died there. One, but yeah, like who worked there was for like one a, mobster, and then they like were a moonshine killed by runner another guy. guy. Anyway, so there's some very corrupt shit going on in terms of not only the ownership a, of a the reasonable, hotel, reasonably corrupt, reasonably corrupt <laughs> amount, reasonably corrupt, reasonable amount of corruption going on. Yeah, mm-hmm. no more than usual at any hotel, no matter what they tell you. <laughs> Enough uh, corruption that you could overlook it. So he's describing <laughs> The Shining. <laughs> That's what we're doing. Oh, right. Within the Inception Shining. The Shining yeah. within The Shining. And The Shining is basically like a... The Meta Shining. It's like, <laughs> a, it's like a psychic network. It's yeah. like Facebook without the internet. It's more like texting. <laughs> it's more like texting you, you, with your brain. Yeah. <laughs> and you can only text certain people. But some people Other are people who have... Others. The shining iMessage, yes. not the people. That they don't have, have the no, shining. There's no green text Google motherfuckers Android. in this. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, and and you could send, you could sort of pick up thoughts over tremendous distances, like feelings. Yeah, over tremendous distances, depending well, on how feelings. powerful you are. And, and it turns out Danny has got powerful. the biggest dick on the block, despite he, the other guy being named yes. Dick. Yeah. <laughs> and Danny shines. He really shines. He's got a <laughs> strong shining. And he's uh, very shiny. He is, he is luminescent. He's practically a disco ball. <laughs> just, just shines so brightly. But Dick knows that, from reading Danny's thoughts, essentially, that Danny's worried about his parents getting divorced, and he's worried about his dad being a... He's also in this movie when he's five. He's, like, yeah. really young. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But he's, he was you know, very, very worldly. Four or five year old. And that's what people kept saying in the book. Wow, really? He really... He's... Only five? It could also be because he can have psychic uh, thoughts and people yeah. tell him things. And he can read He can read his parents' thoughts. Especially kind of. his mom. She shines a tiny bit, but yes. doesn't really know it. Right. She, it's more like she broadcasts, but can't receive. Yes. She's a ham radio without a handset. <laughs> Fine. Danny is a big radio. <laughs> I don't know the way they're called. Radio tower. Sure. Okay. <laughs> and then uh, he, but Dick senses that there's stress and, and potential diffi- you know, problems. Mm-hmm. She says, you let me know if you need any help and I'll come up, I'll put the snow tires on and I'll be here. Mm-hmm. You know, in the impenetrable snow. I'll fly I'll here from there. Florida and I'll be right there. Like, all right. So you know, like, you know. And he also, and he also explains that sometimes places or something can happen at a place and it can leave a, a shine behind. It can leave a, I have a beer for that. There you go. And he warns Let's him that beer. not to go what? into Let's Rome. He warns him not to go. I think it was 237. It's, it's different in the it's movie. The rooms, oh, is it? Okay. Whatever. I read it a while ago. So I, I saw the film. Now. It's something in the 200s. Last night in the film, I'm pretty sure it was 237. The, but the film changed the number. That's fine. I'm pretty okay. sure it's 217 right. in the uh, in the book. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to split the difference and say 226. <laughs> Just somewhere in the middle. I'm going to go line. wild and say 41. Uh, uh, if this is price, of price, price is Right rules, I'm going to say it was room number one. One, yeah, room one. <laughs> <laughs> unless, unless I still win, then if it's above 226, then I still win. No, no, no. Oh, yeah, it's true. Yeah. So this is a pretty... I'm still going with one. <laughs> you would. <laughs> this is a pretty, pretty big reach <laughs> of a beer here. But uh, this is called Exogenesis by Finback. I forget exactly what it is. It's a sour IPA dry hopped with Citra and Mosaic. Be fresh. Drink now. Well, we're drinking it now. That but is. I bought it then. But it, <laughs> it's, uh, uh, I didn't want it to go bad. It's, it's a few weeks old. It smells banging. Uh, exogenesis is the idea that like Earth, uh, life on Earth began in space or another place. Like in, you know, bacteria oh, or something yeah. came on an astrometer. meteor. So that's obviously not related to the book, but the idea that the evil um, of the hotel began somewhere else and sort of came to the hotel. Would you say it's like a giant interstellar uh, fear spider? Uh, Sort of like that, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Chud? Chud. The ritual of Chud defeated the space spider. Okay. But it had no name. I think it was uh, Haralombus or... uh, Haralombus? (laughs) Haralombus. It's just as if you already have the talking space Greek. Space, 
<laughs> you don't know what that, they didn't say he wasn't. They didn't say That's he true. wasn't he a def- giant. He was spiders are hairy. They have hairy shoulders. <laughs> <laughs> was he wearing a gold chain and a wife beater? No, they didn't say he's Italian. Greeks do that too. It's like, hey, it's Nick. Say hello. It's Harry. Harry Lombus. <laughs> have some have some of my uh, Yaya's uh, gyro. Come on. I do love gyros. Uh, so yeah, what do you think of this? Um, before you said it was just a sour IPA, I was like, oh, there's some. It smells there's like, like an IPA. Apricot in it or something like that. I liked it a lot. I, I bought a four pack of it, and I don't, I'm a huge sour guy. I, I don't like sours. I, I, you know, as we've done this a thousand times, I've gotten more acclimated to sour, so I have a more of a threshold. So this is pretty good. Yeah. This is basically mm-hmm. juice. Yo, oh, yeah. I think it's worth tart, good. slightly tart. I don't know what, juice. what like a sour versus a sour IPA fucking means, but I think it's just hoppier, probably. They probably make an IPA base and they sour it up because like most, of, from what I understand from speaking to Eric, most of the sours at Finback are kettle sours, so they just put shit into it to make it sour, like really fruit fast. or something. No, like um, like the same way they pitch the yeast to turn the sugar water into beer. You could buy other things that will actually just make it sour, like funkier strands of shit. Mm-hmm. So it's just different yeast. Um, I don't know if they're all exactly, they're probably all yeast, yeah, but they're a, a microbe of some kind. Exactly. Usually, home brewers especially will call them bugs. Like I put these, those bugs I don't want to drink that now. Well, just because they're like... They're, I know. It's, 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 the, the whole concept is still asinine to me. <laughs> like, let's, throw this, let's pour this little pouch of bugs in there and make beer. Like, all right. Sure, that's the way nature is. I don't get it, but I'm glad it did. They're dead by the time you're drinking it. Usually, unless it's unfiltered. It probably a can. I don't think you would. That would be wise because if you, if they're still alive, they could theoretically keep. And there's enough sugar in there. They yeah, can keep building. Be enough pressure. Body. <laughs> I think once they hit your stomach, they die. Not if they're strong. <laughs> Super bugs. If you eat a lot of tums. <laughs> Do they call that because of it's your stomach? It's your tummy. Your yeah, tums. My tums hurt. <laughs> I need tums for my tums. Yeah, <laughs> holy shit! I just I'm thought about trademark. that. I, must I get, think that's already trademarked. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> it must get very confusing in the Caribbean when they hear tums and they think you're talking about your thumb. Yeah, that is confusing. <laughs> so, the the difference between a sour that's kettle soured versus like all funky wild thing. Some breweries, like basically, they just let. The, they, they don't put a lid on the vessel, and they, they let whatever they the fuck the is windows, in the air. They open the windows, they turn on a fan, and just let whatever fall in that's in there. We went to Finback, and they yeah. had just done that. I don't think that beer has come out it's yet. It's like those monk ones where they just have an open bar, and they're like, don't touch the cobwebs. They're full of good stuff. Yeah. Also, uh, I like that you uh, combined both Tone Loke songs when you said Funky Wild Thing. Uh, that is, of course, my intention. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, if we were just reading a book about the <laughs> Muslim world, and I could have mentioned Medina in it, yeah, would have yeah. been wild thing Medina. I think that's a stripper. It might be wild. Thing that would Med- be a good name. Now I don't think that anyone the would guess it. Stage wild thing Medina. Funky cool Medina would also work though. Oh, but funky really smells of yeast infection. I don't really know if that's. <laughs> I guess the, the word right funky term. doesn't have the same word for us. Like yeah, I guess. Like funky is cool if you're talking about like that was a funky funky lick you played there, but girl, you funky yeah. is, <laughs> is not doesn't have the same meaning. It's, it's really, it, and I know it's a double standard, but it, bring in the noise, keep out the funk. <laughs> it <yeah>. smells. <laughs> bring in the noise, keep out the funk. Summer's Eve. <laughs> that's their slogan. I think. I think that's the slogan for Summer's Eve. Uh, trademark. Yeah, <laughs> we, could, we could pitch that to them. Make tens of dollars. <laughs> All right, so this is a stupid book. Well, if they listen to our Twilight episode, it used that as <laughs> oh yeah, use that as advertising. <laughs> All right, so then um, then everyone leaves and they're on their own, right? What? Why did we just? Why actually? You're scheming? Maybe? maybe oh, that, just because like all the evil shit. Well, it's not like so. Like the hotel is. You're evil, not saying right? it's an alien. It just came from somewhere. It just came from elsewhere. Yeah, Ex- like outside. Okay, that's all. That was my very loose uh, interpretation. It's good enough for me, but. Um, I think Stephen, I mean Stephen King, is a, is very good at coming up with ideas, you know, putting together in a different like. Well, what if you know even his more low key things like, oh, what if there was a vampire in New England in 1974? That was kind of a pretty new idea. What about a werewolf in London? <laughs> oh, um, <laughs> 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 trying 
drinking a pina colada. Okay, so then... Um, but his hair was perfect. I fuck. Bip. <laughs> That's my favorite part of the song is he says, Bip. I love that song. I like. I actually... Uh, Warren Zevon's the shit. But the idea of like a haunted house is pretty cliche, but a haunted hotel? Hmm, a little different. You know, that's... I think it's a Six Flags ride now, but... At the time, <laughs> it was probably new. <laughs> <laughs> Did it have that creepy old man that wasn't an old man dancing around? Remember those Six Flags commercials? Yeah, he was actually part of Fright Fest, but just stayed the rest of the year. <laughs> <laughs> it's basically a Ross Perot they just costume. Changed the, uh, they just changed the music from, you know, Monster Mash to the fucking whatever it is now. I don't know. Whatever, knock off... Uh, What's that? Benny, Benny Hill. Benny Hill. Yeah. Whatever. That stupid shitty. Yakety sax. Yeah. Yeah. Yakety sax. Boots Randolph is the guy that plays saxophone on that. All right. Boots Randolph. I don't think his real name is Boots, but I'd like to think his mother was a cat. He's related to, Bo- <laughs> he's related to Bootsy Collins. My great. I'm named after my great grandfather Boots. He was. He was a cat. Or yeah. Sandals Johnson. <laughs> He used the Greek one. <laughs> yeah. got, we're going to get started soon on, on the shoe puns. We got him yeah. Sandals Johnsonopolis. <laughs> Perkins Stockholm Syndrome. That's a great band name. Yeah, it is. <laughs> That's a fantastic band name. I was trying to think of something. Burkins. I was trying to combine a shoe with a real first name, you know, but I was really struggling there because. Constantine verse. <laughs> Yeah, I got nothing. Vans Morrison. <laughs> oh, Vans Halen here. <laughs> okay, that's good. Um, yeah, okay. Uh, moving on. So, so the hotel is all fucked up and weird, and he's like, look out for the fucking ghosts, dude. Good luck. You're five. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's a great plan. So you can handle this. <laughs> You're really psychic, though, so it's cool. Stiletto Omar. Okay, never mind. Fuck. <laughs> all right. It's gonna, I'm going to wake up in a cold sweat tonight. <laughs> So with for the, fucking the really shoe good pun. pun, I fucked well, up. We listen, have to edit it. Keep people voice recorder next to the bed, <laughs> just so you can just shout it in, and then we can edit it in later. All right, back. So to they're this. stuck in the hotel, and for the first you know month or so, they can like go you know back and forth to town, which you know the town is like eleven people. So they're getting set up for the winter. They're putting boards over the windows, of which there are you know approximately four thousand windows because it's a hotel, <laughs> and uh, he's. Up on the roof, getting the roof ready, because apparently he's a roofer also. They didn't, like, get any work done during the spring. Men were handier back then, so that's yeah, why but school you, teachers still know still knew how to roof a house. You know, it's, to beat the shit out of a kid. Uh, great, like, say, you should, and roof you a get, like, get the roof done before, like, Winter? oh, that guy's yeah. coming. He'll have a few weeks to re-roof this hotel with his English degree. <laughs> <laughs> So he's uh, up there and, you know, a bunch of that. And he finds a wasp nest and he sprays it and it's all dead, seemingly, except for the ghosts. And he's like, this will be a great gift for my son. A, and it'll make a up ball for, of dead bugs. I'm going to make up for breaking his arm that time. Here, son. Wasp house. Yeah. It's made out of real wasp spit and jizz. Yeah. I, I imagine. I don't know. If someone gave me that, I would not want spit. to be their friend anymore. Like, oh, thanks for this ball of dead wasps. Well, the nest is kind of cool looking. I think that's what he gave him was the nest. Yeah, but it's full of dead wasps. How big was this thing? They're usually, what, like the size of like a, somewhere between a basketball and a softball, right? If they're well, really big, maybe. if they're left unchecked for a while. When they're new, they're, they're not that big. But. So, so it was on the roof of a hotel. I don't know. Probably. I think it could have been the size of like a, I don't know, a big large ball. I can't think Too of a big. larger ball. Anyway, things are like mostly fine. But things start to then weird things start happening. With that, there's like a of dead wasps. and there's also a big snowstorm. Oh yeah, that rolls in storm coming. But before the snowstorm comes in, he you know is investigating the hotel and he finds a scrapbook in the basement. Oh yeah, detailing yeah. the history of the hotel and all the creepy shit that went on in it. And his uh, solution is. I'm going to write a book about this hotel, even though I'm not supposed to. And he, he goes he down to town. He didn't decide to do that till a bit later. Yeah. But he, he did get bored of writing his play. That kind of went nowhere. And so he, he was being that. a dull boy. Uh, exactly. Hmm. In the book, it makes a really big deal about the, the boiler 
and about how it's really old, so you really have to go down every day and let some of the steam out, or else it'll explode. Yeah. And it can't, and it doesn't really like it can't really handle nearly as much pressure as it could have when it was new. And you really have to be careful like about it. They have it this over and over super again. super high end hotel, but they have a boiler from like seventeen twenty six or some shit. Yeah. It's basically just like it's duct a, tape it's a shut. Franklin stove, and and the guy is. Uh, Pretty much, maybe I'm misremembering this, and nearly the same conversation where it's like, oh, yeah, and so you really got to watch the boiler. Oh, and by the way, about 10 years ago, this other caretaker, winter caretaker, killed his family and then himself. Okay, have a nice, have a nice time. Lovely to meet you. Yeah. Yeah. So he, find, he finds all that shit, but he also goes down, down to the town to like call the guy who hired him and essentially like say, I'm going to write a book about your hotel, you stupid bitch. And the guy's like, don't do that. He's like, fuck you. Like, and then he realizes, like, that was a really bad idea. Why, do, why would I do that? You're, sit, you're secluded for three months. Just write the book beforehand. Yeah. I don't understand. I don't understand the point of that was. He's kind of an angst thing, or like a, mm-hmm. he feels like he's been fucked over many times. But it's also because he's a, uh, a shitty person. Well, the first, he got an English degree. Someone should have stopped him right there. Yeah. Terrible. Dude, what are you doing? Yeah. Think about, your, think about the children. He wrote one we say play with our book podcast, English degree. Yeah. There is about uh, uh, two decades of, of uh, college degrees between the three of us. It's true. Not, not one English degree. Not one. That's true. The rest strongly in the humanities still. Yes, but nothing quite. In, not English. Come Arts on. and humanities. Yeah, come on. That's I ridiculous. have one pseudo business degree. Pseudo. You have an arts business degree. Yeah. <laughs> it's business in the title. They, they teach you how to not make money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They teach you what doesn't work to make Don't money. work in this industry. Making art. <laughs> <laughs> you really just want to do anything else, kid. And then your professor offered to suck your dick for $10 because <laughs> he's an artist. <laughs> that was true. It's, but, but if you take a picture of it, you could make a display out of it. And you, oh, look. This is my new exhibition. It's a commentary. An artist starving for cum. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Speaking of cum, <laughs> let's have a beer. <laughs> Good segue. I'm going to do this one. Yeah. Because this is what I thought about the whole time. The, the shitty boiler made me think of this. Uh, yeah, basically why... That's that'd be the good reason. This is from Thin Man. It's called Burning Money. It's an IPA that's six point six point six percent. I like to think it's six point six six percent because then it's even more accurate. The IPA of the beast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they was throwing away money. Like, why are they bitter pay- as hell? <laughs> <laughs> They're need, burning money. You need to drink it brimstone cold. <laughs> Ooh, isn't that isn't brimstone, brimstone hot? hot? But stone. Fuck, this is a pun. You're not a intellectual thing. Fuck off, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Jucifer. Oh, we had a, we had a beer called that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is pretty good. Yeah, it's a solid uh, IPA. It's an IPA. It is better than the average thing called an IPA. You it know is. I mean? Yeah, it's, it's not. It's, it's like halfway between like the sweetness of the new IPAs, and it's not bitter like the old ones. Yeah. Now, where the hell is Thin Man? They are in Buffalo. Oh, I think. Uh, one of our fans actually said we should go. We should drink them and beers. Uh, sure, but Buffalo's did, far away. It's true, but you say, "Oh, you should check out this brewery." And here we are. We we're checking it out uh, from a distance. Definitely from a distance. Like any person you check out, <laughs> you don't get right up next to them unless you're a real creeper. Or like hotels where you can check out. <laughs> but you can never leave. Oh. <laughs> We're going to stab these beers with our steely knives. Okay. <laughs> so, um, yeah, it's pretty solid. It's uh, burning money because they're wasting money all the goddamn time in that hotel in various Because places. basically, yeah, it's like the, so pipes, the pipes will freeze and burst, and that would be way more expensive than just running the boiler for the winter. I, I, that would be way more expensive, but why don't they just fucking winterize and drain the pipes? Because it's the 70s. Because that's why, it, so it's in, not quite. And, in, in like, a barrel of gasoline was still only 99 cents. So. <laughs> Yeah, it I will mean, never I don't run mean a gallon. I mean, a fifty-five gallon drum was ninety-nine cents. Yeah. Well, this will never. The good times will never end. Keep churning out gas, dinosaurs. Yeah. Luckily, they shed all that oil for us. <laughs> Humans will need this <laughs> <laughs> in sixty-five million years. Uh, uh five and a half thousand eight. All <laughs> oh, right. I'm sorry. 
So, you know, they're, everyone knows basically the rest of the story. You're in the hotel, and things get fucking weird. And uh, Danny the book has is a little different. Visions. I guess we'll, we'll talk at the end about the difference between the film and the, and the movie. Yeah, well, Danny, but, Danny starts having visions about he wants to go to that fucking room so yeah, bad. There's got, a room they're told don't go into. And he's yeah, like, I, I need and he's to like I'm definitely going to go to that room because that's where my psychic brain tells me and my invisible friend, Toby. And I have nothing to do with myself every day for months. He hasn't discovered masturbating. That's the real problem. It would have been fine. I think that was the real message of the, like, you got to let the pressure off every so often. Yeah. Every once in a while, you got to just, you know, rub one out. Though it was, Otherwise, you kill people. It was weird that they all stayed in one room, and he was constantly banging his <laughs> wife while the, with the kids in the room. They're in a hotel. There's a yeah. million other rooms. Put the kid in his own room. What's going on? No, let the boy watch. <laughs> Make <laughs> yeah. him learn. He has to learn. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing you could overlook here, kid. Take it all in. Is that eastbound and down? Yeah, eastbound and down. Yeah. Let the boy watch. Uh, all right. So, uh, yeah, he, and he vision, envisions in the bathtub. Um, oh, because they said someone died in that room earlier mm-hmm. in the season. There is a long story that, about how that, that actually happened. Old rich happened. lady with well, her boy toys. So Jack starts to, like, imagine. The father starts to imagine that, like, the actual... There are actually other people there. One of them is the bartender or other guy. And he starts like starts drinking again. Kind of like hallucinating. But, uh, like hallucinating other things happening. And then somehow tells this whole story about this woman, older lady, who then brought a younger boy toy. She there. brought all of her young boyfriends there while her husband was doing other yeah. doing business things. Because it was the old days. And then she oh. died in the bathtub or was she murdered? killed herself. He killed herself. Took a bunch of pills because her man left her. Yep. Or she was, or he was banging someone else who wasn't an old woman. This was long before the term MILF or even GMILF. She was a, she was a GMILF. <laughs> or she probably might not have even been one. She was just a rich lady. So he was just in there for the money. From my understanding of pornography, MILF doesn't actually, it's really just about age. It's not about if you've, if you've had you don't have to actually your be a mother. birth canal. Yeah. Yeah. It's just if you have, the, if you have, the, if you have, uh, if, if you're, you're above you're, 35. It's really if you're just older than barely legal. You're a MILF. <laughs> it's, it's, yeah. It goes barely legal, MILF, G-MILF, grave. That's, that's uh, the, the timeline of porn actresses. Yeah, kind of. And uh, you start, uh, there's ghosts and shit, right? There are <laughs> ghosts of a sort. Well, he, well Dan, Danny really... vision, envisions the bathtub with a dead yeah. body in it. Mm-hmm. But I, 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 I was unsure about that. Maybe you're not supposed to know whether it's actually ghosts or is it the hotel just fucking with them. What's the difference at that point? It's an it's an evil I don't know spirit. If, yeah, I mean, I don't know if the yeah, I guess it, it doesn't matter too present. much. But like, it's not like the ghosts are there of their own accord, or are they 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 they, they I don't know if the ghosts themselves can actually like influence things, or just the hotel projecting the ghosts. They, so the, like the ghosts can't like hit you or touch you, right? Or if they're real ghosts, it might not be a spirit. It's just the hotel driving people insane. But it also could. I mean, couldn't it also very well be though that just going insane from being like stir crazy and just yes that was much more the movie than the book yeah like the book was clearly like the hotel is fucking sentient and evil and it wants you to have ghosts and it drives the jack crazy so that it can kill danny and absorb his psychic power with his big shining dick that way the hotel will be even more psychic yeah and it could know when you're gonna check out it's kind of like the rules it's kind of like the rules of uh highlander (laughs) <laughs> Where every time you kill one, you gain their power. But it's a hotel. Yeah. So you can't cut off its head. So it's going to win. Hotelender. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Sweet. I dig it. It's, it's in the mountains. That's the highlands. <laughs> <laughs> it overlooks the highlands. Oh, my God. God damn. It's basically the same film slash movie slash book. I think these days Christopher Lambert might work as a busboy in a hotel uh, kitchen. He was Raiden. He doesn't need to work ever again. <laughs> he Mortal plays Chinese lightning god Raiden. <laughs> it was terrible. Highlander? Mor- no, Mor- no. Mor- Highlander was genius. Uh, the next four Highlanders were not good. No, those... The first one was great. It's like the first one killed the other ones and took their power. Yeah. <laughs> then it was just really strong and they rolled with dog shit. Basically. Uh, I remember our high school... Uh, uh, social studies teacher for a reason I still don't I don't know <laughs> quoted a, a line from Highlander probably teaching us about like the Mongols or something where Clancy Brown or someone in Highland goes I, I I had his woman and I cut off his head 
And I remember a teacher in high school saying that line. And it's I was a like, weird thing to say. Dude, we're 14. Where the <laughs> final battle in Highlander took place here in Queens on the roof of that Silver Cup Studios that you see when you go over oh, yeah, on yeah. the bridge. Yeah. That's, that's that a, is the roof LIC. they fought on. That's, that's where all the sound stages are for shooting movies. Yeah. And they said, fuck it, we'll use the roof. Because <laughs> Brown's too tall, I can't be inside buildings. <laughs> Back to this book. You know what? Yeah. Let's have a beer. Yeah. Uh, this is one I brought this week from McKellar Brewing NYC called I See DDH People. And it is a double... Yeah, it says double, double dry hopped. Is New England style. Quadruple? I don't know what that means. Double, double dry hopped New England style Imperial IPA, 9.5%. And it's clearly a reference to the sixth sense. Uh, I see dead people, so there's ghosts. Dead people. There are ghosts. There's plenty of dead people in this hotel, and you see a lot of them. I'll tell you what, that does not taste 9.5%. Mm, wow. Okay, this, this is good. Yeah, this is a nice one. I like this. We gotta find a finagle our way back into that brewery. Tastes like butter. <laughs> you said that so disgustedly. Not not disgusted. I'm kind of surprised. Do you taste that? There's there's like a okay. slight butter vibe no. afterwards. I, I guess I see what you're referring to. I think it's a, a maybe like fake maybe it. like fake butter, like popcorn butter on the from the movies. Not that not like a hundred percent that, but there's a vibe to it. It's like it's weird. It's good, but it's like there is something sweet in there. Yeah. I, um, butter uh, juice. Mm. I mean, it's a sweeter IPA. I think that's. I think that's the trend we're seeing, especially here on the on the coast. It's not the sweetest one I've had by far, though. Oh no, Finback mm-hmm. has some very very sweet ones. But well, that's this guy common. on the cover looks like a. Oh, he's in a. It's a pillow. Okay, I thought he had like stupid George Washington hair. <laughs> no, <laughs> it's, a, it. it's 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 the, the guy, the, but he's Henry. The, yeah. yeah, acting out the I see dead people line. Oh, Henry is his name. Oh, yeah, so his, Hen- name Hen- is, his name is Haley, sir. Henry Joel Osmond. <laughs> it's his other his brother, less famous, became a brewer. Yeah. No, Henry is a... We learned this at the brewery. Henry Hops, yeah. Henry and Sally are the two characters. That, yeah. Okay. This is pretty good. I dig it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I drank the other three of this four-pack. That sounds... In uh, the name of research. Sounds buttery. I did you know, do the hard work for you, noble listener. And I, I say listener in the singular on purpose. <laughs> so the royal listener. Yes. Yeah. Like deer. The queen is definitely <laughs> listening to this. Yeah. She might. You never know. I don't know what she does. She's got a lot of she fucking free time. She doesn't say she doesn't listen That's to right. it. She's never said no to this podcast. I mean. <laughs> or to anything. <laughs> Ask Prince Philip or whatever his name is. I think that's Prince, his name. Prince Philip, right? Or to Brexit. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, she has no say, right? Brexit. Well, I was trying to stay out of it. But she has that's the, what she, the queen is supposed to do. She could have an opinion, but she has no, she has no sway over it at Just all. Just get me another corgi. <laughs> Fuck it. <laughs> I'm a thousand years old. I don't give a shit. There was a, I'm going to be fine. Yeah. Either way. On um, one of those British panel shows I watched that years ago, it's like a Whose Lines in Anyway show, and it was hmm. unlikely things to hear in the queen's birthday address and related to this book. One of the guys said, I'm now so old, my pussy is haunted. (laughs) (laughs) That's creepy as fuck. (laughs) Ghost puss. I read a book called The Haunted Vagina once. It's similar. I think it's in the same vein as the uh, Billionaire Dinosaur Fuck Me Gay kind of series. I was going to say that doesn't sound like a serious book. No. I mean, the dinosaur one was very serious, but. (laughs) No, it's not. Uh, this This was definitely not a serious thing. Okay. That sounds right, yeah. But uh but it's a thing. So you know it's a thing. Could be true for the queen. Didn't say you know what? I don't know if they sent the female Ghostbusters, like do the female Ghostbusters handle haunted vages? I don't know. Yes. I mean they handle haunted everything technically. <laughs> Maybe to go to like a haunted gynecologist. <laughs> <laughs> he put he and he investigates you with his spooculum. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! I, can't I, I was, knew that word. <laughs> oh my god! I was totally gonna cut this whole part, but now you have now to I keep can't. it. <laughs> that was too good. It's Gashley. <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> <laughs> this is so stupid. Clearly, we don't remember this book very well. <laughs> I mean, okay. you know, he gets stuck like and they go ago. crazy, okay. and you know, it's, it's it's mostly the same as the fucking movie, but instead. Uh, he 
he doesn't really. It, there's fewer yeah. iconic lines and scenes. Yeah, it's 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 it's, it's like it's like they were given they were each given the same plot points or the same idea about idea for plot, and they said make independent things. Guy family haunted hotel. Guy family haunted hotel. Go. You know. Yeah. And they they have a lot of similar points, but. The book is clearly like it's a supernatural evil demon hotel. The movie is just like he's losing his mind. But and there's the some whole... weird shit. And maybe it's a little creepy and trippy, and maybe there's some ghosts. But the the it's it's more ambiguous. Also, yeah. the ending is totally different. Yeah. So let's just fast forward after a long so, slow burn. One, one, one thing I do want to mention is that uh, so at one point that when thing when the father really does start to go crazy, the Danny the the the, the son re- shines out. To uh, the like old... a crazy diamond, <laughs> <laughs> he goes shining for old Dick. Yeah, <laughs> he does. Yeah, that's exactly what he does. He yells so, for some old Dick to come help him. No, you see, that's the that's the that's the joke because yes. literally oh, right. the line goes because he the, the kid is saying it in his mind and it reaches all the way to Florida where where the where all the, the old, old Dick, dick is. is. And, he goes, and the line's literally, <laughs> come, Dick. <laughs> come, Dick. He literally, that's the line he says over and, and over And the guy again. woke up just messy. Like, oh, God. <laughs> what a... I dream about that kid again. It's <laughs> <laughs> a weird book. Jesus. I dream about the kid. Gross. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, at this point, the the... the old black guy does and get then there's a, plane a bunch of like two long chapters yeah. of like I missed the plane and then he waited for the next plane and he took another plane and he got there and he's like I gotta rent a car last car gotta get the car I'm it's, gonna go to Snowmobile like, it's like the part in, in Pet Cemetery. in uh, Pet Cemetery when the the mom, mom the, the wife is, is driving trying to get back there yeah but she just drives badly because she's a lady <laughs> like driver the 70s was a time where apparently you could just like jump on a plane and Absolutely. just get wherever you were going we was like no nah, I gotta buy that shit like three months out dude did you ever see <laughs> the French Connection there's there's no. a part where they're they're like beat cops, you know, and I, I think that guy's a drug dealer, and they're following him, and the guy walks into the airport, and he goes on, he like buys a ticket and gets on a plane, and they just go up to the counter. I need a ticket for whatever plane that guy's getting on. And they're like, oh yeah, here you go. Like that would fucking. You, can you go and to an then, airport and just buy a ticket? No, you, you can't. I I'm sure they would sell you well, one. I don't. I think there's at least some. They probably gun. like. Are you okay? Why did you do this now? I think there, you need some time ahead. I think you. I think you still can. It's just no one does because it's fucking expensive. Sometimes it's dirt cheap though. If you like, you, like if you fly standby and shit like that. Like you. Yeah, but I mean, you have, you have to fly standby. You have to buy a ticket ahead of time to be on standby, don't you? True, but maybe if it's an undersold flight. These are basically sky are buses different. in the seventies. Yeah, you, which is, you, you know they're just, called air buses <laughs> now, but they really were then. You it's like just, fuck it, smoke. Just tap the ashes out the window. It's fine. Oh yeah, well, <laughs> it had thirty five thousand feet. Yeah, it sucks the ashes out. You could uh, when actually when they had smoking on airplanes, the air quality was in a sense better because it they had whatever the filtering things were filtered the air constantly, like every second it kind of like pulsed through. I believe now it's that like, except it'd like be a like third they, as often. I'm sure they never changed those filters. Never. I'm sure there never because were they filters. They probably just shit it out one end of the plane. <laughs> yeah, it just took air in from somewhere else and filtered it. From the outside, yeah, where all the air is spooky. <laughs> but yeah, it, it did. It is like that scene in uh, in Pet Cemetery. I was like, okay, let's get back to the interesting part of this book with the spooky hotel, not like this guy's travel issues. Which they cut most of that out in the movie, which is better. Like, they changed a lot of it. Well, he's just like driving. He's like, hold on, kid, and that's about it. Yeah. Well, there is there is like, like the part where the father. So like, first it's like in my head. Well, the, so. when the child starts to like freak out, the mom is like, we we have to try to get to ta- get him to town to get him to a doctor, and they're like, we're gonna take the on the, the movie. Snowmobile. It's the snow cat, but I, on the book, oh, it's not. A, it's not it's the a snowmobile snow in yeah. the movie in the book, which is they're going to do it, but know. then. But the Jack father, has already thrown the spark yeah, plugs he, or whatever or into the, the abyss. Or something like that. Yeah. He sabotages it. Because the hotel has driven him to do this. Yeah. Because he's, he's a weak man. Yeah, it's taken over him, basically. There's like glimpses of his original decrepit shittiness, but yeah. he's, he's owned by the hotel. And, and he's trying to... There's a long thing about how... This is sort of, I guess, near the end, where he's like, do I just let the boiler blow up? Do I just let it go so it blows up the entire place? Is that what well, I do? in the end, that is his rationalization. Because mm-hmm. it was basically like... It was, that, was, that was another, besides the ending, 
which is you know similar, besides the ending of the thing, is a big difference between the film and the book. Is in the book, he's kind of a shitty alcoholic, but he means well, and he's trying to do his best. He just fucks up a lot, and he's like, "We need this job. I need to do the job because we're poor and we have no money, and we literally have no choice." And in the movie, he's kind of an aggressive, violent asshole. Yeah, mm-hmm. and he's way he's more straight up terrible in the movie, like just a bad dude. But in the book, he's like a fuck up, but he's trying. And so in his moment of you know not being with us by the hotel, he's like, oh, I'll just let it blow up, and I know I'm going to die, but aha. Uh-huh. So that's like his me. last act is fighting the demons to yeah. unpossess him. As in the movie, which is like, I'm going to hunt them with, a, in, with an axe in the maze. Yeah. Also, there's a lot of uh, uh, possessed bushes in the book, which is kind of stupid, but <laughs> they're all, yeah, they're the animal. Ooh, it's a big topiaries. bush dog. Oh, yeah, yeah. And oh, a bush lion. Moved. Then in yeah. the beginning, he's trimming them. That thing was moved. Or I have fucking the, you know. Well, it's the 70s. You shouldn't take all that acid. <laughs> he, yeah, he thinks they're moving. And then that's like a scary, it's supposed to be a scary thing. I thought that was. I guess if I saw a giant moving animal bush, I'd be a little freaked the fuck out. Well, I mean, I don't know why you're looking at it. It's vagina. If you see the animal bush. but <laughs> Oh, that's where you look. <laughs> we, we, you wouldn't. It's about, you know, asserting yourself. Uh, but uh, the other thing, the most, I mean, we know how it ends. I mean, not if we want to go through the plot much more, but one of the most ridiculous things for me reading the book was, and this is because I'm a huge nerd of the Olympics, they have a roke court. Yeah, they yeah, fucking talked right. about roke a lot. So many times. So do you know what roke is or it's was? A, it's like precursor even to co- croquet. It's not a precursor. It's whiter it's, croquet. It's, it's American <laughs> croquet. That was an Olympic event in 1904. <laughs> there is fucking... Somewhere on this planet, a gold medal for Roke sitting out there. It was only in the one Olympics. The American Roke Association, or whatever the fuck they're called, had to disband because not enough people showed up to actually play a game. I had to look it up because <laughs> I didn't know what the fuck that was. It's basically... I, I don't really know it's how croquet basically, works. It's like, a, it's like a, a different shaped hammer. It's the mallet has a soft end, it has a rubber end, and a hard end for... Because it's sort of like pool, where like your billiards, like you're on the table. Because you, was it karam? Is that that word? Karam, is that how you say that know. word? I don't know what the word you're fucking even C-A-R-O-M, saying. C a r o m, the pool table where things bounce off the. Th- is that karam? Karam? I don't know how to say that. I word. don't know what this word is. It's the word for when a ball, when something bounces off something. Bounce. It's like ricochet, but it's a word for pool. Like when the ball bounces off of the. I didn't know there was another word for this for just pool. There is yeah, totally. Um, that's pretentious. Like, there's a lip, there's like a curb <laughs> in Roke, and you bounce the shit off the walls. So okay. you use the different ends to. So you don't stick it, you don't bounce it through the wicket things. You do, but you 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 want to get it. I don't. Like, there's like a weird thing. Like you have two different colored balls, and they go in a different order, and then you want to like get it's them like to, it's like pool it's versus billiards, where you're like, I don't understand this white people shit. I I don't fucking know any of it. Billy has those little like stands, and you knock the balls off, and it's like I just want to shoot the balls in the hole, and that's croquet. Or it's like this is just gro- rope for, re- for regular it's, people. It's, it's like I think it's more like special needs croquet. It's like <laughs> we need to make it weirder. It's more like it's like uh, it's like croquet that got kicked in the head by a mule. So it's dumber than croquet, <laughs> not the other way around. It is dumber. People still play croquet. Not many. Nobody plays rope. Okay. No one. Like if you go to Wikipedia, the, the, like it's the, like the this rope. article is a stub. Do you want to help by improving it? And like no, it's, <laughs> no one plays Roke. But I just learned about it when I was in a weird, you know, Olympics fetish time of my life. And I was just reading about the Olympics. A lot. I was like, "What the fuck game is this?" Roke? You never talked to my grandpa about it. What's that? He worked for the International Olympics Committee his whole life. Really? He had it all memorized. He met everyone. He knew everyone. Shit. Well, I wasn't into that phase then. It was, no. I was just more appalled every time he'd ask me like how much I weighed or something like that. Yeah. He did, <laughs> he did always ask, how much do you weigh? It's <laughs> <laughs> like, thanks, dude. You were very tall. It's just uh, like a... Tall, chubby boy. I think that this is helping my confidence. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, you could be a wrestler maybe. I don't know. Or a shot putter, which you were. But he was probably coming from a... Old person. He was wrong. Like, what, 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 uh, what weight class would you be in? Like, fat kid. <laughs> <laughs> what weight class? I forgot about that. Yeah. It no. was very direct. It was. And I remember, uh, uh, your mom was like, Dad. <laughs> so in this book, everybody's, you know, everybody's, uh, dead. 
The hotel blows up, and Wendy and... Oh, and the black guy doesn't die. Doesn't he get smacked in the face with a rogue mallet? He gets smashed in the face, but he lives. He just breaks his jaw. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, he does not get hit in the chest with an axe like oh, in the film. You can live through getting as your jaw As soon broken. as he shows up to the hotel. Yeah, he travels all the time just to get immediately like, just gashed in the chest. Like, it turns out he's a really shitty shiner. He can't tell shit about what's about <laughs> to happen. I just need to get to that hotel and see that little boy. And that is the loss of the only black character. In any Stephen King book ever. No, in every... Any, any, no, there's others. How many? Uh, Mike in It. Oh, yeah, yeah. But, but he didn't even have well, the biggest fair, penis. That was the, ridiculous. All the books take place in Maine. <laughs> it's very unrealistic. <laughs> what? He, he basically emasculated him. Unreali- well, the the he made the yeah. fat white kid have the biggest dick. Yeah, because all the fat went to his dick first. <laughs> That's not how it works. <laughs> I, I, you never know who's going to get one. King, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> But I mean, all his books do place, take place in Maine, where there are. It's just just that one black guy. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> so I mean, eh. yeah. mm-hmm. we have one more beer. We should open this. Open it. I don't know how this connects. This is intellectual violence by uh, is this. Who the hell makes this? Barrier. Barrier and Barry with brewed with their friends at Burial. It is dry. that's a tongue twister. I know. It's a good thing we're not more drunk. Burial. Barrier with Burial. It's a dry hop with copious amounts of citrus, Simcoe, and Amarillo. It is an IPA, and it is 7.8% alcohol, gentlemen. I'm pretty sure I brought this. You most certainly did. I didn't assign it to this book. I probably assigned it to the book. There's violence. There's violence, and he's a playwright, and that's intellectual. And also, like, yeah, like psychic stuff's in your mind. That has to be intellectual. Ooh. And dead people get buried often. Uh, not in this hotel, though. And and uh, in Roke, there's that little barrier on the edge of the court that you I hit mean, the ball. I didn't ball know off. that, but yes. <laughs> yeah. So why do they have a fucking Roke court? <laughs> because it's a it's because fucking, it's a weird rich people. It's place. a super bougie thing. Like croquet is From too fucking built plebe. in the twenties. Yeah, it's old as no, fuck. Built in like nineteen oh five. It was built when Roke was a thing. Carom is that word? Carom. What the fuck is a carom? It's when you shoot. It's when you in billiards. And they don't. Is that Kareem? Abdul Jabbar? No, okay. It's Careening is it's either it's like either Karam, Karam, like uh, like flying crazily, right? Karam. It's a rebounding shot at an angle. I don't think that need that word needs to exist. As with most words, yeah. I think that one's especially stupid, though. It's for it's, it means bounce in pool. Well, not necessarily. It's more like a ball. It could be any sport where balls roll around. You know, teabagging, pool. They shouldn't roll. Roke. In teabagging. Um, That's torsion. <laughs> you have to go to the hospital for that. Anyway, this beer. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. Burial kind of... Barrier, uh, excuse nice. me. Barrier always kind of disappoints me, I have to say. They've got really good cans. Yeah, they have great can uh-huh. art and stuff that looks... They sounds delicious, and then you're like, padding. It's not, it's not bad, but I mean, yeah. I mean, the standard has been... Also, you know, we've had a thousand fucking beers. But they're still, we're still constantly impressed by stuff. Yeah. Nothing today, I have to say. I mean, the exogenesis and the ICDDH people were both really good. Yeah, but even even so, not the best. Sure, but they're still... Pl- for these two breweries, not their best. But Certainly. But, you know, they're all good. This one's good. Um, if I added a bar, I wouldn't be like, shit. I'd be like, this is fine. True. Yeah, totally. Yeah. I wouldn't ever, I mean, just because of the nature of my alcoholism, I probably would never seek out anything a second time because I always want to try the next new thing. Um, I feel that, but there's a lot of barrier beers. I'm just like, also my, eh. you know, my memory ain't that good. I don't remember all these fucking beers. I remember, I remember about four beers of <laughs> the thousand we've had. Like I remember four of them well. Well, it's it is hard. The more you have, the harder it is to stand out. So we've <laughs> read this book. Oh, the hotel blows up, and Jack he dies, dies in the hotel, and Wendy and the guy and. The baby man escape. <laughs> and, uh, the boy, that's the word. <laughs> the tiny man. The homunculus. <laughs> the pygmy. And they get away, and then they all move to Florida together, and Dick opens a fucking crab shack or something, or whatever it says. But he, I, th- I really thought you were going to say he opens up Wendy. <laughs> he doesn't. He does not. Wendy and Danny are moved back to, I want to say, like Connecticut or some shit where her family's from. That sounds... Some white shit. I don't know. Stephen King-ish. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and now he's made a sequel 
Doctor recently. Sleep. Doctor Sleep. And they, they, there's a movie coming out, and the, I believe the movie is a sequel to the book, not to the movie. Though I, I think at this point it doesn't really matter. Well, there's a book sequel. There's and, a book sequel. And that book's being adapted to a movie. So yes. It's, it's kind of, it's like I don't know branching I, Yeah, uh, like, I, I don't know. I guess it doesn't really matter, because the only real big difference is that Dick lived to the end of it, but the movie's so far in the future that he's probably dead of just being old anyway. So yeah, I, don't, I don't know if it really matters. So is the sequel like to? just Danny? He's grown up. He's yeah. is Danny. Yeah, Danny as an adult and like dealing with you know I think the the genetics of alcoholism and also being a crazy uh, sh- shiner. I believe they're shriners. They're the, those guys that wear those stupid hats. Yeah, they're basically like uh, American. Like like a joke Freemasonry thing. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> they drive tiny cars in a parade. I think, and they wear like fezes, right? Yeah, they wear and, like and, weird little hats. It's basically a joke. It's like a making fun of uh, secret societies kind of thing. Is it though? I think. I mean, it's, it's. I'm sure it's like they actually do get for meetings and shit. But I think it's it's kind it's kind of satirical. Oh, okay. A I little can respect bit. That. I mean, yeah, they. Totally. Or maybe just like they do all the joke shit in public and all the se- all the secret stuff they do is like serious. But at Bilderberg, then they're really serious when they control they're not the invited. world. <laughs> they're totally there. Who do you think provides the hats? <laughs> True. Well, I can't get. The book? It's well, fine. It's yeah. pretty good. So my I my, it. my question is how does The Shining stack up with the other Stephen King books we've done on the podcast? We've done a few now. It's yeah. So what have you done? We've done It, Salem's Lot, Pet Cemetery, and this. Is there anything else? I think that's it. Yeah. That's a, that, that right there is 3,000 pages of Stephen King. Half of which are It. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's definitely not as good as It to me. Uh, I mean, they're all different. They're all really different. I don't know. Except not that different, because they're all Stephen King. Yeah. There's a I lot would, I would have said they're yeah. all similar. Yeah. They I guess they're similar. similar. I guess they're just different kinds of monsters. It's like a Venn diagram that looks like a mandala. <laughs> they really overlap <laughs> a lot. Mm-hmm. You know, just the space spider is only in one of them. But well, I mean, the space spider is involved in all. But of like them, maybe. the haunted, the thing like about the haunted place. That's the, haunt, the haunted place is kind of his his mm-hmm. thing, I guess. So yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't know if I would like be able to rank them in any order. I mean, it is. It, it's, it's basically like there's the, the best one, and then there's a bunch of other ones that are also pretty good or not. To me, I noticed in the movie of The Shining, it there was a quick mention in the beginning that the hotel was built on an Indian burial ground. Was that in the book? Because I know that was in the book of Pet Cemetery. I don't. They didn't mention that in the book. They, see, that's the, what I they, they brought up the Donner Party all the time in the book. Yeah, but, they brought it up one time in the movie. Yeah, I don't. I don't think it, this one was on an Indian burial ground. Anyway, mention in the movie it was like something about a pet about a Indian burial ground. It's like, oh, hmm. I don't. I don't. I mean, it could be. I don't remember. But I would mean it might have been like one line in a whole book. I ain't gonna remember that shit. I would say I liked compared to the, with the other Stephen King books. I I liked The Shining. I thought it was pretty good. I liked it. You know, but I I, I want to say Stephen I King. liked it. I didn't enjoy Pet Cemetery. I don't know why I just kind of didn't, but I, I, I would say I liked uh, The Shining better than that. This is one of the few to take place outside of Maine. Yeah, and so they did not say a yeah once. <laughs> not one of those in the. They got entire, they got to Vermont and they're like, yeah. this is close enough. I, I mean, I guess, and I'm comparing it to it. I guess it wasn't technically the first Stephen King book I read, but it was the first like this because the ones we've read are all pretty similar. Hmm. Yeah. Anyway, and I guess I, I maybe I would say I liked it. There was more, definitely less like besides that one travel sequence. There's less meandering in this one. It's way more just like plot. Yeah, I'd agree. Mm-hmm. Maybe he hasn't he hadn't, good. he hadn't found cocaine yet. It's really? only from, it's only from 1977 or so. So yeah, he was, yeah, it wasn't, he a wasn't yet. totally cooked up yet. Yeah. Uh, there's a there's a fucking weird ass movie. I'm trying to find the name of it. Like a conspiracy theory documentary about the Shining movie. Have you? Ever, it's called. Um, oh, there's all yeah. Two thirty seven. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's I've heard about it. Bizarre and amazing. All like the weird theories, but like behind like the making of the movie and what like the stuff in it means or some yeah. shit. Yeah, that one People and one weird. one of the theories is that it's really a giant allegory for the Native American experience. <laughs> I mean, <clears throat> that sounds like some critical lens shit, but. Watch you watch the documentary and you're like, that's fucking crazy, but god damn it. <laughs> it 
it could be. And that, but it's like, I don't know if it's three or four. It's like the equivalent of like a modern day, like hot take where it's like, you think about it and you think about it. But after like minimal research, it's just like, no, but it's, it's fun and interesting take on things. It is, but but they're they're like, I never saw this documentary. They're real loonies who have studied the film and Kubrick's work overall. And they're like, Oh, there's this thing he does where, some scenes are, are designed in a way that you play it forwards and backwards at the same time, and they overlap. He did some weird stuff with perspective in the movie, where he like shot. I forget what it was. I, for, I read it, but I forgot it. So this is all pointless. I don't know. But he was. Re- I mean, he was actually very hands on with um, like not just like framing the shot like any director would, but really specific about the type of lenses to use and even to the point of developing new types of lenses to yeah. use in film. There were some like, weird things to make th- make like the, the perspectives of the room seem weird or for some shit like that or like making it seem like the distances are fucked up or they're not proportional. I forget what it was, but it, yeah, there's, also there's some th- weird stuff, like subtle things that you wouldn't really know unless someone like pointed it out to you. Right, well, that's, a, that's basically that whole documentary. So like there's a scene, for example... Course, it mean, to them it means the Jews did it. <laughs> well, there's like a scene in the beginning when the care uh, Ullman is that the guy's name? The guy who's Ullman, like, yeah, he's taking Jack around, and he said, and, and they walk through uh, like the pantry, and and there's a can of some fucking thing that has a Native American cartoon head logo that's facing out, and then later on in the movie, it's you don't see the head on that anymore. Like everything else is the same in that shot. Like everything else is the same on the shelf, but the face has been turned away somehow. And they're like, well, that's because of this. You know, like, or because the fucking stage production people just... Yeah, of you know, course. They, they it shot could... the fucking kitchen different times. Of course. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's the very... Log- but but that's, that's the exciting thing about conspiracy theory stuff is you're like, but it could be. It could be. Yeah, could also, be. Kubrick was a weird fucking guy. He was, I mean, it very well could be. time making a movie. He I don't could know. have... But it, you watch it, and basically, you get like 20 minutes of one guy laying out a wild theory about the film, and you're like, I guess that could be true. And then all of a sudden, you get another guy's like, here's what it's really about. And you're like, oh my God, fuck that guy. <laughs> this guy is preaching the truth. And then another dude comes in with a weird theory, and you're, I don't even know what to make of it anymore. Yeah. But it's a, it is a bizarre movie, and it's way more ambiguous about the, uh, yeah, the, the evils. The of stuff it. that happens in the movie is, like by the end of it, you're like, I don't know what the fuck I just saw. Like at the end where he's he freezes in the maze to death, the hotel doesn't blow up in that, and he's in the then picture. suddenly he's in the picture. It's like okay, I guess his like soul is in the hotel, and also he went back in time to take this picture. I don't know, sure, whatever. But and there's a li- there's a line. Uh, who is it? Like the bartender guy says to him, he's like, "You're, you're the caretaker. You've always been the caretaker." Yeah. He's like, "What? No, he hasn't. What does that mean?" I mean, especially because you talked about the other caretaker who killed his family. So I mean, obviously, I haven't been the only caretaker. But but it's like you've always been the caretaker. Is it like a destiny thing? Is it a? Or he's just losing his fucking mind? Yeah, I mean the movie. The movie is it's very unclear, but except the fact that the kid has the psychic powers and he sees some dark shit. He sees some weird shit, but he's also like the twin girls and shit. Yeah, mm-hmm. but it's also yeah. I don't know. It's 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 definitely more. It's more of a like a I'm not talking textural, but like a weird feel, like a a vibe more so than the book has, where it's very like it's a ghost hotel. <laughs> <laughs> it's where ghosts live. They check in, but they don't check out, and they never tip. <laughs> <laughs> they're polter- they don't have pockets for money. They're polter guests at this hotel. Oh man! <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I, mean, I thought the um, I read the book. I, I did not reread it for this. I reread the Spark Notes, but I read the book a couple years ago. I thought it was fine. Yeah, uh, it's good. I I, I was wrong with it. I was hoping to be scared, and we've talked about this before. I'm, you, there's, it just, no such thing as a scary book. I don't think it really past is. the age of six. No. There's no such thing as a scary book. I find nonfiction things scarier. You know, when you're like, oh, yeah, like but that's serial family murderers and shit like that. You're like, oh god, that's scary. That could, that's actually a real thing in the world. You know, like, whereas yeah, I can see that ghost hotels are all right, that's fine. Stay at shitty. Uh, yeah, I mean, it could. Be, it's probably because I, I know this is a shock for people, but uh, ghosts aren't real, so it kind of hampers the whole thing. That's what they want you to think. <laughs> Nate, what are your thoughts? You gave them. Uh, yeah, I mean, I said, <laughs> I, I liked it compared to the other Stephen King books. It was fine. It was good. <laughs> what did you think of the movie, though? You just saw the movie for the first time? Right. You I saw thought, it the first time. I literally watched it for the first time. Oh, okay. Last night, getting ready for this. Uh, did your I, homework. <clears throat> that's, that's exactly why I did it. Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. uh, I'm glad I read the book first. 
because I was I could see where they were, what they why they put the stuff in the movie, why it was there. I want to say I wasn't really that impressed with the movie. I mean, partly is because it is so slow compared to modern movies, that, you know, and I just can't unsee that. It's just I like everyone's not seen it when it. they were younger, and so I was like, "Ooh, it's spooky." But if you watch it for your first time in your thirties, it's like, okay. Yeah, I, I think that's part of it too. Well, if you watch for the first time any movie made before like 1992, yeah, like, this is slow true. and boring. Yeah, and I couldn't just I couldn't unsee the fact that it's really slow. Uh, I couldn't. And it's long. It's like two and a half look, hours. I couldn't something. look past that. So I feel that that was unfortunate. I thought the part where you know Jack actually kind of went crazy and was starting to kill people, I just didn't like buy. I didn't feel like there was enough buildup. I thought he just kind of went crazy for no particular reason. That's what I felt like for me watching the movie. It didn't like feel to me that enough weird stuff had happened where it earned him just going crazy and wanting to murder his family. Yeah, it, it was just it was sort of like out of nowhere. Suddenly decides to murder his family. Yeah. And so what was the point of the whole other part well, he of the saw movie. that he saw those two furries fucking each other. He's like, I've got to kill everyone. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that, yeah the two man. furries. Suddenly, each this other. hotel is a furry that convention. Like, Everyone's got to die. <laughs> Everyone like that was very weird. That was like it like zooms oh, in on their faces. What? Like what? Hey, yeah. Like, Happy uh, Easter. Uh, and and the one guy has like this mask on. You know, he's got this big like pig mask on or something. That like was that. the thing in the like, book where like. They all find the masks and the streamers in the elevator. Like there's physical things where they see it. Like there's fucking there's ghosts, but there's also like shit's actually happening. Oh, I forgot. That was my favorite part of the whole book was Danny in the hallway and the guy on all fours hopping around pretending to be a dog with a dog mask. He's like, I'm hungry, little boy. I'm going to start with your plump little cock. <laughs> Just like, what the fuck, Stephen King? That's, a, that's, 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 where you, that's when you know you're reading a Stephen King book. Someone's going to suck this plump little cock of a boy. That, no, no one else has ever written that but Stephen King, I think. Don't count out some erotica. But yeah, that's... Maybe that's... Oscar Wilde. <laughs> but it was just like, that was weird. That was my favorite part. I just forgot about that part. That sounds magical. Yeah. The guy on all four is trying to be a dog. It's like, mm, that plump little cock. It's like, why is it plump? Uh, maybe he's related to the, the chubby kid from It. That's true. Don't all Stephen King books connect? Aren't they all, all in the, the same, same universe? universe? And this, was the, I, this is, I have no idea about this. Though theory. in the, the kid it's in all It. all Jimmy. Yeah, the kid in, the kid in It. Not, was, that was the 50s. So, I mean, they could be cousins, like distant cousins. Related. They don't have to be brothers. Big no. dick family. <laughs> that's a... That's a that's I, a direct connection. There is a plump child, very dicks. well <laughs> we talk about substantiated yeah, Stephen yeah. King fan universe thing. Yes, it's I, I. He references those other shit constantly, and I just don't know his work well enough to to pick up on all of it. But it's yeah. always you, there. Ha- you have to probably. Re- I haven't even read probably read ten percent. I've yeah. read maybe a tenth of his books. Yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of turds people forget about. Oh, there's an exceptional amount. It's like a, it's like a, the morning after eating White Castle. A lot of turds. You really just want to forget it. Smell exactly <laughs> like White Castle. It's like you never even. It's like you're just like a, a rest stop on the highway. They go on, <laughs> and they emerge exactly the same. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, speaking of White Castle, I guess this might be the end of this episode. Uh, tell us what you thought. Send us an email to drunkguysbookclub at gmail dot com. Follow us on Twitter at drunkguysbc. Or go to Facebook and Instagram at Drunk Guys Book Club. And uh, don't just have all, uh, all work and no play. If you're listening this far, leave us a review. And uh, we won't murder you with a roke mallet. <laughs> Smash you in the jaw. Because, you know, those are easy to find these days. <laughs> I have to go to like a Land's End catalog for that. <laughs> 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 and also, check out the Hopped Up Network, a network of independent beer podcasters. Uh, and thanks for listening. <laughs>